0: Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. I am uh, really excited. On the First Things First podcast every week... We invite fascinating, interesting, amazing people to sit down with us and talk with us about uh, about faith, about uh, their journey with God, about what God's teaching them about, um, and just about, you know, kind of living, growing up and everything, particularly here in Shallow Water. That's the thing I like. That My favorite part about the First Things First podcast is that the amazing, interesting people that we talk to every week, they could be your neighbors, right? They might live around the corner from you, except this week. Uh, this week on the First Things First podcast, uh, I'm gonna Im-, I'm inviting my friends the Dockeries into the First Things First podcast. Lance and Carol are here. Lance and Carol are um, are, are missionaries in Germany, and so they're going to tell you a little bit more about that here in just a second. But um, but uh, but Carol did grow up in first shallow water. Yes, I and, did. And her mom is still a faithful member of our church, and. Uh, so, uh, so she's going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, but I want to welcome the Dockery's here. They're going to talk to you a little bit about what, what it is that they do and what their mission is and uh, and kind of explain a little bit about that. But thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to have you. So, uh, so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself. And, Carol, we'll start. Ladies first. You know, yep. We'll start with you. So talk a little bit about who you are, talk about your family, you know. Talk, yeah, and tell everybody your connection to our church, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So my name's Carol Dockery now, but growing up, it was Carol Hiley. Yep. Um, So I was one of those Hiley girls. (laughs) And uh, I did grow up in this church. Um, We were married in this church. Um, I learned a lot about who God is and what He's doing around the world in this church. And a thousand percent at this church, God planted in my heart a desire to just know and be about what he's doing around the world um so lance and i met when i was still at this church i was still in high school so lance has been here several times as well um we met in college well he was in college i was still in high school (laughs)
1: yeah
0: and uh now we have three kids boston is about to be a senior in high school
1: Whoa.
0: dash is gonna be a freshman in high school okay and magnolia is going into the first grade
1: Oh boy, you guys really spread them out there. Yeah, we did
0: not necessarily on purpose, but you know, God does what He wants. That's right. Um, And one of the things He wanted for us was to use that heart He gave us for missions and um, just a desire to invest in students. Yeah. To take us to a school in Germany uh-huh. um, that is a boarding school an international boarding school for missionary kids primarily so we get to just hang out with missionary kids and care for the students of missionaries um, while they are while the parents are all over the world
1: yeah awesome yeah That's, so we're going to hear more about that in a second but uh, Lance to introduce yourself to everybody uh, sure. what do they need to know about you oh, guys man. you so <clears throat> uh.
2: I don't know what they need to know, but uh yeah, I grew up just down the road uh in Colorado City. Yeah. Still with wa- <laughs> Oh man. Um but then I went to school at Texas Tech and so um Carol and I met just before I started at tech and uh shallow water has always been a, a part of our story and um I think since uh since college we we knew that God had called us into Full time career ministry, and so we spent a lot of time here in West Texas and in a couple of different places uh, doing student ministry. Yeah, um, and then we moved to the Houston area in like 2007, maybe, <clears throat> uh, and planted a church oh, uh, cool. in Conroe, Texas, where we were for um, about eight years, uh, and then the Lord moves us moved us to a. Christian camp just outside of Huntsville called Carolina Creek Christian Camps. Um, and while we were there, we were introduced to this uh, this place in Germany called Black Forest Academy, which, uh, yeah, is what we love to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So I kind of wanted to hear a little bit about, and you and you referenced it a little bit, but some of that journey where you were being called to ministry. So you, I mean... So yeah, so first maybe talk about ministry. Like when yeah. when were you called to ministry,
2: Lance? How did uh, that work for you? Sure, yeah. In high school I uh, was part of a disciple now yeah. weekend where um the Lord really just uh, orchestrated a uh, a relationship between my leader and I who and his name is Dan and Dan is a was a pastor at a local church in our area. Uh and he came in, and as a senior in high school just Poured in, yeah. I don't know what's going on. That's the air conditioner. Sweet. I turned
1: it up before we started so that it wouldn't come on, and it still came on. Perfect. So yeah, it's good. What are you gonna
2: do? I talk louder, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so uh, he just really started pouring into me that weekend, obviously. But then we just formed this relationship, and so as a freshman in college, Dan asked me if I would come and serve as a summer youth minister. Oh, cool. At his church, and that summer the lord really just opened my eyes to this calling that he was putting on my heart yeah for students for the church um and so that started us on a process and a journey um of of growing in that calling right. but also just watching the lord equip us and sort of grow us up in that ministry yeah, yeah. um and i think when we uh we started as a married couple in ministry together, it became really clear really quickly that um, wherever God led us, that I was going to wear a lot of different hats. Right. Um, And so, you know, in small West Texas church ministry, um, that comes naturally, I think, for most staff members, is you you wear more hats than the thing you signed up to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think for us, those for me, that's sort of my wheelhouse. I think I, I, I enjoy being able to do a lot of different things, but my heart has always been for the church and for student ministry, I think, specifically in a lot of ways. And when we <clears throat> planted a church, um, I think it just kind of became an opportunity for us to see uh, exactly how God was going to use those skill sets I guess in a lot of ways. Right. Um, to kind of shape what our life would look like. And I think uh moving into camp ministry was something that we never had on our radar. Mm -hmm. Um but we we loved being at camp and I and I think a lot of that was just because it was a a heart for service to people who uh who needed to experience the love of Jesus in a unique way and if you if you've ever been to camp which I'm sure a lot of people have um that's a different world. Right. When you're at camp things the Lord is able to open your eyes to things that you're not always able to see in the regular hustle and bustle of your regular yeah, life. Cause yeah, cuz you've
1: removed a lot of the distractions, you know, a lot of yeah. the things that pull your attention away. <clears throat> we um, I got to preach at a youth camp at the beginning of the mm-hmm. summer and, uh, and I was just reminded when I was there wow you know what a unique experience that is and you also mentioned you were called to ministry and a disciple now yep. so these kind of times whenever you get away and, and, you're, and you get away with the intention of allowing the Lord exactly. to speak to you like that um, the Lord does move in really powerful and unique ways in those experiences. He totally does. So yeah. um, so this is just a plug, too, for, for all of you parents out there. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to get people, sign up for D-Now, sign up for camp, you know. And uh, and our kids are really busy here. You know, they're, they're doing all kinds of sports and everything else. And sometimes it's like, hey, you know, well, this, you know, this uh, sports thing, this, you know, team that he's on, these games are, are probably more it's important true. or whatever than – and can I just say, maybe not. I mean, so <laughs> – like eternity, sometimes is impacted by what happens at these nows and at these yep. and at these camps, and so, um, so yeah. that I think they're really vital experiences. So that's good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, so what? How did you get from? So you're at a camp, mm-hmm. serving at a camp. So how did you get from that there to, you know, to to, to mission? And, and Carol, maybe particularly to you, like yeah. how, where. How did that journey happen for you guys?
0: Actually, a lot of what Lance was saying about how God equipped us along the way without us even knowing it. Right, sure. Started for me right here, honestly, in this body uh, at at B.C. Uh Shellwater. I stood before the church when I was 15 saying, I know God has called me to missions. That's Um, awesome. And you know, at 15, you sure don't know what that's going to look like. Sure. But then as we set off on this journey and it looked like we were in church ministry most of our life, you, you still don't know what that calling looks like.
1: Right, right. So you're
0: just always ready and willing and available to say yes. Right. Um. And so we kind of just did that which for a long time looked like taking students and opening their eyes uh-huh. um, to what God was doing around the world on short term mission trips, right. different places. Um. But then also just oddly, when I was in school here at Texas Tech, had to choose a foreign language right and because i had such wonderful teachers at shallow water high school for yeah. my spanish uh-huh. they were gonna texas tech was gonna make me um start spanish at a higher level and i didn't want to sure It scared me yeah so i had to choose a foreign language and i chose german <laughs> yeah so my minor in college was german german yeah and then one time we did take students on a mission trip to germany okay and our hearts were just kind of there, and we didn't really understand why. Because when God calls you to, you think be a missionary. Right. Doing air quotes, but you yeah. can't see that. <laughs> um, you're just picturing like you're living in a hut in the middle of a village somewhere. Sure. Right. Yes. You're not thinking Germany. They know who God is. Right. So why is God placing this love for Germany on our hearts? We don't really know. Yeah. Um, but it was just there. So. We were introduced in 2014 to this ministry to, to um, missionary kids. Yeah. Because that's also not something you really think about. Right. Is, oh, caring for the children of missionaries is pretty important. Yeah, right. To be able, for missionaries to be able to, you know, invest in what they're doing without worrying about their children. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went to put on a camp um, in the Czech Republic. Uh-huh. in 2014 okay. so all the uh, ki- children of missionaries youth's age um, with the IMB yeah. in Europe right um, came to this week-long camp and we were like hmm that's interesting that's re- I mean it's kind of our heart for missions that God gave us and our ability to engage with students
1: right yeah and just
0: the way he's equipped us but we walked away thinking hmm, that was really cool we'd love to do that again sure. So then, in 2018, um, a guy texted Lance in the middle of church. Yeah. He answered his cell phone in the middle of church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a, well. That is a serious no-no, Lance.
0: <laughs> yep. <And> this <laughs> she just
1: threw you totally <laughs> under the bus. Sorry. And
0: this guy texting him was just two rows behind us <laughs> in the same church.
1: So we're just going to say that, <laughs> that that was okay because the Holy it's Spirit denied. was That's right the, yeah. right, was the
2: right, Lord good, good. sending me a message. So
0: he said in the message, hey, there's a school in Germany looking for somebody to come lead worship for their spiritual emphasis week in a couple months. Like it was coming up. Oh, God, Somebody had fallen through.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it says, would you be interested? And we were like, Yeah. I mean, like, how does this guy know we love Germany? We love students.
1: But let me let me pause right here yep. because you know our folks who are listening to the podcast may not know that Lance is a talented <laughs> worship leader, the guitar guitar player, singer, worship leader guy too. So he has that yep. not just student ministry, but he also has that gifting. Yep. So so that's why they're, the text message. Right? Yeah, it so,
0: certainly so. was not directed to me because I <laughs> have nothing to offer that's in that true. realm. Which was kind of it was last minute and we sure. were gonna have to pay our own way right. to get yeah. there. Yeah. So we really thought Lance will go. There's no uh, reason for me to go. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um but really as we pray. We were gonna it, play
1: the tambourine or like Yeah, yeah.
0: The, the spoons. <laughs> I can push space okay. bar on the computer for the lyrics, but that <laughs> That's anybody about it. can do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean tech people are really important. Um <laughs> so
2: Change the overhead slide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember those days. Oh, I yeah. I remember. Yeah. Switching it out real oh, fast. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah.
0: pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as we're praying through it, it was really clear that the Lord was pushing and saying, no, I want you to go. Both Which of I, you. I do Yeah, both of us. And I, I do love hanging out with students, engaging sure. with students. I just didn't think it was necessary for us to spend money like that or raise money like that that we yes. didn't have. right. Anyway, so... We both went on this trip in January of 2018 to this school, and I mean, truly upon entering and the entire week, it really was, this is where I'm calling your family, yeah, and I wanted right. you to see it, and I wanted you to feel it. I mean, that was just for sure the grace of God for me, um, because it was our heart for missions Yeah, and... ability to engage with students all in one place right like it just still baffles my mind how far reaching the ministry of black force academy is because these parents are serving in over 60 different countries
1: yeah right and
0: that just like excited me um but as we were there that week, thinking that we both were thinking that, but we didn't say it you to hadn't each other. You had talked to each other. No, yeah, yeah. because we thought, is that just me wanting to be here because it is so awesome? Sure. Or is that really the Lord calling us to this place? Yeah. So as we're leaving, we get an email saying we the, from BFA, the chaplain at BFA, saying there's some openings in our apartment coming up. I really think you guys should pray about it. Uh uh-huh. And we looked at each other like, oh. Maybe maybe this is the Lord telling us. Right, this is right. where we're headed.
1: So the, this is cool because because so you know Lance was called to ministry and understood like felt that call to ministry, uh, but you were the one really who was called to mission. Right, and so it's kind of cool that you guys kind of came together mm-hmm. in you know in this way. Yeah, and 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 now you're kind of serving in this role that fulfills both of the callings that you guys have, which is really. You know, really awesome because a lot of times you don't see that. I mean, in the beginning, you were like, "I'm I'm called," and I talk to kids all the time. Like, well, I'm called to mission, (laughs) and and so then that means you know, well, I've got to. I've got to go, I've got to, mm-hmm. which is good, you know, it's right. it good to think that way. But, um, but just because we're called to something doesn't mean that we're called to that like right now. Right. And sometimes God, it, you yeah. know, he's working and moving to fulfill this calling in your yeah. life, but you don't know right. when it's going to come to fruition. Yeah, we are I mean? certainly
0: older to enter the mission field per se, <laughs> um, but yeah, God yeah. just really equipped us well to right. do the exact job that we're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so, Lance, talk a little bit more. I know that uh, I know that uh, Carol's, you know, told us a little bit about Black Forest mm-hmm. Academy, but but talk a little bit more about Black Forest Academy and about what y'all's roles are there. Sure. And uh, and just kind of give us a picture of what what it is that they do and what you do.
2: Yeah. So Black Forest Academy is, uh, like Carol said, an international Christian boarding school, and it's kind of nestled in the south the southernmost tip of Germany, uh-huh. um, right, right where Switzerland, France, and Germany kind of intersect. right. Um, and the school really caters to, or, or better, ministers to uh, missionary families who are serving, like Carol said, all over the world, and over 45, 60 Somewhere between 45 and yeah, 60. it changes. Yeah, different countries wow. um, are represented by the students who attend BFA. Um, and so BFA is set up so that there are six dorms um, that BFA has, and uh, they're not necessarily on the campus but in the community that we live in, this little town called yeah. Condorn. Um, and those dorm students are all children of missionaries. Uh, yeah. And so for whatever reason, God has called these uh, these families to these lands where the gospel needs to be heard, where the love of Jesus um, needs to be experienced. Uh, and for whatever reason, in those places, the education of their children becomes somewhat of an issue right. uh, for lots of different reasons. Uh, sometimes uh, the local um, national schooling or educational option Uh, isn't adequate or it's not safe, especially for girls in a lot of locations. Yes. Um, Or in those situations, uh, homeschooling is against the law in a lot of countries, which is crazy to think about. But um, whatever the reason for these missionaries to provide for their children the best possible education, uh, Black Forest Academy uh, meets that need. And so... When we first heard of BFA, we were like, "How could someone send their kid to a school, you know, away from and, them? Yeah, thousands of miles away in a different country. Yeah. Um, well, it's because that's what's best for their their child, and so BFA provides them with an opportunity to know that their their child is going to receive the education that they need to be able to move on to the, whatever the next step for that right. for their kid is. Yeah. Um, but also, they know that while they're at BFA, they're going to be cared for and loved on uh, in an environment that puts Jesus at the forefront. Yeah. And, yeah. and so um, the the high school is made up of about 200 students. Okay. Half of those students are, are dorm students and children of missionaries. The other half um, are either children of staff members or their family uh, is serving in a missions capacity somewhere locally right. uh, in that area, Yeah, there are a lot of international um, mission organizations that have made their international headquarters there in Condorn because of BFA. Right, And so there's a lot of students who are home students, technically. Um, I did air quotes, too, just because I want to be like Carol, <laughs> home students. It's
1: hard. Everybody wants to be like Carol. Yeah. You
2: know, that's, yeah, I try. But yeah, a lot of those home students are actually children of missionaries it's just that their they live at home with their parents uh, in the area who are doing either local missions or missions uh, on a um headquarters type scale
1: yeah uh, so the the admin folks yeah exactly yeah yeah so Um, so okay talk about some of the countries you know because obviously probably all over europe we're talking yeah yeah. Uh, where else where where are some other
0: yeah just even students that i know you know intimately sure uh bulgaria morocco
1: morocco northern africa northern run. africa yep. Yes.
0: um all the i can't all say i'm right tajikistan kyrgyzstan uh-huh. yeah
1: kyrgyzstan all the stands yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: saudi arabia
1: saudi arabia okay. yeah. yeah
0: um russia mm-hmm. ukraine yeah um I, I want to come.
1: I want to come back to that in a second. Yeah. But keep keep going. Keep going.
0: Oh gosh. Um,
1: Cameroon Turkey, was it? Africa? Yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Um,
0: gosh.
2: I France. Keep, Fra- oh yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. Italy.
0: Yep.
1: Probably Belgium. Probably all over Europe. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Of the
2: European yeah. countries. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, that's okay. So that's really that's re- so. So what do you guys? Uh, and let start with you. What like what is your specific role there? Because I think you were about to talk sure, about yeah. that and I interrupted you. That's no, right.
2: Yeah. So. uh part of the structure of bfa is that there's a spiritual life um element to the um organizational chart i guess and so there's a chaplain department under the spiritual life umbrella uh and so i serve as an assistant chaplain in that department and so um my responsibilities uh, are all over the place but include all of the programming that we do as a chaplain department which which includes regular uh, chapel services, services yep, yeah, every week um, for both our high school students and our middle school. BFA does have a middle school program, but all of those kids are there because their parents are either on staff at BFA or uh, live in the, the area. Um, the boarding program doesn't start until so ninth grade. School. Yeah, until right. high school. Yeah. Um, But we have chapel services for both middle school and high school. We have um, a high school worship team uh, that I'm responsible for um, just made up of uh, high school students who have just gifting and talent beyond your imagination. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And, And then we also do a small group program. Um, that's not a, which is crazy, and it's not mandatory for mm-hmm. high school students to be a part of our small group program. But there's like 98 percent of our student body that participates yep. wow. every yeah. Tuesday night, um, and we've just got volunteers, adults on staff, and in the community who just give of themselves to just pour into these high school students, and, and that's one of our biggest um, our biggest programs because we really. value relationship when it comes to not not just programs for program's sake but uh, building relationships so that students have an opportunity to um, communicate and ask questions and and figure out who this Jesus is uh, that their parents are you know giving surrendering their lives to um, and then have an opportunity to make that their own Mm -hmm. Um, yeah we
0: both have led a small group so this we just have been there for four years yeah and you have the same small group all till they graduate. Oh, so that's our small really cool! Yeah, both just graduated. That's really cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a neat program.
2: Yeah, so we do a, a high school retreat that we we take the entire high school student body somewhere else uh, for a weekend. Cool. Uh, it's very similar to like a disciple now yeah, experience. Right. Um, and then uh, we also do uh, worship nights throughout the year. Uh, we have a mentor program that we do where we just. Uh, Try to match up students who are looking for some more um, intentional relational ministry sure, uh, yeah. up with somebody who wants to volunteer and, and pour into them.
0: He uh, also coached the uh, European Championship champion men's volleyball team.
1: That's what I'm talking that's about. That's true. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That's yeah, fun. Can I say the, the men's volleyball? That's in the Olympics. That's my favorite thing to oh, watch. Wait. It's just unbelievable what so great. the way that ball is flying around. Yep. I like to watch girls volleyball too. Sure. Uh cuz their the athleticism is just unbelievable, but the men's volleyball though the the how high they're jumping it's fun, and just yeah. the velocity. At the, I mean, so anyway, that's that's pretty fun. Yeah,
2: that's when you grow up in West Texas, men's volleyball yes. is not a thing.
1: And you can' there's no even option to, to uh, play. No. Uh-uh. I know, know it. Yeah, and I I love. I would have enjoyed that. I that's think, what he you know. always says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have really enjoyed. it. I've would been like a libero kind of person, but I would have enjoyed that. It would be a lot of fun. That'd it is of, fun.
2: Yeah, that's really fun. Boston played on the team this year, so it was yep. really cool. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, okay, so that's what you do. So so, what about you? What What's your role at yeah. the school?
0: So when we moved there, Magnolia, our youngest, was two years old. Cool. Um. So I was mostly home with her. Yeah. Uh, still am. But I also lead a small group cool. of high school girls, like I said, that just graduated. Uh-huh. Which means that, you know, we officially met in our home uh, once a week. Yeah. But then also just lots of lunches with them. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I We are on a... Support raising trail. I tried to do air quotes again, yeah. um, and I reached out to some of the parents of students that we, you know, have relationships with, and just asked them to give a little testimonial about what BFA means to them. And yeah. one of one of the moms of a girl in my small group just really spoke about how I showed up to her, you know, brought flowers to her on her birthday—just things sure. that a, a parent would do, but yes, because they're so far away. Yeah.
1: So yeah. okay, we're gonna the we're showing the short version. Yeah. So when, yes. this, when this podcast airs, we will have showed the short version Correct. of this video. Yep. But I'm going to link to the long version yep. that so that people these, can yeah. see. We'll put that in. So if you look in the description of this episode, there'll be a link to the long version yep. of the video. Okay. Yep.
0: Exactly. That's awesome.
1: That's, yep. And that way they can hear. I want them to hear those student testimonials, too. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And they're just unending. I, so right. I also um, unofficial. I was a verified volunteer at the school, okay. which means... I substitute Todd yes, quite right. a bit. I helped with the costuming for the play. Um, <laughs> I do coach girls basketball as well. Um, we are class sponsors for one of the classes, which yeah. means we're at all their class parties sure. and on yeah. their class trips and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so, But this next year, someone who has been – um, in charge of the student council, the student uh-huh. council advisor. is. She's been in charge of it for a bunch of years. <laughs> they are leaving BFA, she and her husband, um, and so I will be stepping into that role next year. So I will have an official title on campus in a little office. Um, look, I,
1: I look at you in office, I know. yeah. But.
0: I don't know how what my boys think about that. <laughs> we'll see. I'm around all the time anyway, so <laughs> now they'll just have somewhere to go to see sorry. me. Um, so, yeah, nobody at BFA is paid by BFA, right. so we all have to raise our own support. So even doing all of those things like substitute teaching or coaching basketball or taking on a new role, it's not like I get paid to do those things. Yeah. It's just imbe- we just love investing in the lives of these students and living life with them in how many ever ways that we can sure. find to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Uh, I can't, you know, I can't get my head around... And I'm sure you guys are the same way, but the specific challenges that come from, uh, you know, having, being, you know, thousands of miles yeah. away from your parents mm-hmm. for, you know, and I'm assuming it's kind of on this, a similar schedule to what we have here in the States. Would so that be right? Like yes. September to May, roughly. Yep. So, I mean, just for nine months out of the year, yeah, I I just can't even get my head around that. I know.
0: We do have a long break um, at Christmas where the dorms close, so students are supposed to go home for that. Sure. Um, And then spring break is two weeks. So they can go home, but a lot of them, it's too expensive and it's too close to the end of the year. Yeah. So there were a few students that stayed in our home this spring break, um... You know, they just find somebody local to stay with because to it's too expensive to try to yeah. fly home like that so often. Um But yeah, we're. Wow. I can't imagine it either, honestly. Yeah. yeah,
2: and the reality is, with COVID hitting, like we we moved to Germany in 2019. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately <laughs> shut down.
0: So you guys haven't
2: you haven't really had a normal year hardly
1: yeah. no. since
0: you've been there. This year was the most normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Just now, finally getting sure.
2: back. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I mean, there were some students who during COVID weren't able to go. For years. For yeah. years. So, a yeah. couple of students that we knew hadn't seen their parents in almost two years oh or my more. Gosh.
0: Yeah. Because um, yeah. w- they couldn't leave. Their parents couldn't leave that country.
1: And and, and, the, and they're on lockdown in Germany.
0: Yeah. They're on lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh.
2: And God. so, I mean, obviously, God is, He is overall and yeah. right. is aware of all. Uh-huh. Um, and so, it was just an opportunity, I think, for us to see even just how vital it is for there to be people who love yeah. these children of missionaries yeah, um, and are willing to just be there mm-hmm. for them. And, and that's one of the cool things. Uh, not one of the cool things. That is the cool thing about BFA Yeah, um, is that, uh, like Carol said, no one gets paid to be there. Instead, we go as missionaries. We're serving as missionaries at this school yeah. right. for missionary kids. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, it's a super transient community. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people come as teachers to the school as young, uh, yeah. you know, just graduating from college and those kind of things. And a lot of people come having planned to be there for two years or three years. Um, but for Carol and I, and this has been our our mindset since we were married is that we're here until God tells us to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it's always been. When we, when we were at camp before leaving for Germany, we had zero plans to leave. Who wants leave camp. to leave
0: living at summer camp? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, so that,
1: okay. But that, that, that explains, that tells you that you're called to that because, because right. right now, as soon as you said that, I, there, <laughs> Tons of people listening to the podcast are like that sounds awful. You know? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Okay, but what you were about to say is about what I was about to say too. Just I said that we kind of entered the mission field later in life, but the timing of it all, with COVID happening and and several students being yeah. shut down and locked down, we are closer right. to their parents' age. We're not young
1: exactly. Just
0: out I mean we were somebody in their life that could be
1: there was Good a parental kind yeah, of figure, yes. Yeah, that they could yes. run to,
0: come to, rest right. in, be comfortable with. I, I mean, obviously God is sovereign, we know that, but sure. I see that now, too, mm-hmm. even in, in that small thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly the Lord was at work in yeah. the timing. Yeah. that's really cool. That's So uh, you mentioned, you guys mentioned earlier, you were talking about, uh, you know, you have Russian students, you have Ukrainian mm-hmm. students, so... Uh, so what does that look like? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure there's, you know, in, uh, other ways in which, you know, people are coming from places that are in conflict yeah. or, uh, you know. Sure. So talk a little bit about that.
2: I think, you know, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and this is true for all of us, I think in our, as children, we don't see all of the things that our parents see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not that children are, are not smart or capable of understanding what's going on around them sure. but i feel like maybe even supernaturally the lord just shields us as children a lot of times yeah, yeah, yeah. from the the things that we don't need to be burdened with and yeah. i and i don't know what i mean by that other than to say there's a co- there are a couple of you know you mentioned russia and ukraine that conflict um is the is a super far-reaching the conflict yes. affects not just those two nations, um, all but all of Europe. All of Europe, but the entire world is affected right. by yeah. um, what's going on there. Um, and the reality is, these two students, particularly that I can think of—one from Russia and one from Ukraine—they're um, friends. Yeah, like they're good friends. They both actually live in the same dorm, right? Uh, and so they're dorm brothers. Uh, and I think God has just it's just i think for me it's cool to see how god has orchestrated their um their placement where they are in this season of their life uh on purpose yeah right that they would be in an environment where they don't have to be russia versus ukraine right um they can just be dorm brothers and they can just be high school students and i think um it's it's crazy to see, and you know, beyond that conflict and sort of the animosity that might come in relationships across those lines, um, this conflict, as well as many others, is also creating a giant, um, what's the word? I don't know influx. I guess of refugees yes. from all of these war torn countries, yeah, right? And nations. Syria and yeah.
1: Ukraine and yeah, yeah, and, the list goes on. Yeah, and
2: so Germany has become a hub it is, yeah. for those who are fleeing those types of situations. Um, and we see that in our little tiny community. Condern uh, is like a like a little village. Like it's way smaller than shallow water. Uh-huh. Um, like you could walk across Condern in 10 minutes or less. <laughs> um, but uh, there are a ton of refugees even in our community. Wow. Um, and I think the world becomes much smaller really quickly. Like, you know, if I was living here in West Texas uh, and started to think about this war in Russia and Ukraine, um, I wouldn't know anyone from right. either of those places.
1: Yeah, right.
2: But having been placed in this, this spot um, and said yes to this calling, uh, God has really just Allowed us to be in this theater of the world, yeah, right. In this, in a little tiny spot, and I think um, now more than ever, there's a need for people to recognize that Jesus is the answer, yeah, right, and capable of overcoming all of those things that seem to uh, destroy and tear us apart and create. so much pain, and right?
1: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and you're you're totally right. I mean, you 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 guys probably know people who've been displaced by conflict. You probably know people who um, who are who are living in places where conflict is going on, like all around them. And uh, and you know, uh, and and boy, and, and, and but you don't just you don't just know people. Like most of the folks that you guys know in those areas, they've actually chosen to be there. They've actually gone there. For the purpose of sharing the gospel, and so if there's ever a if there's ever a testimony right to the goodness of the gospel, mm. right to the uh, to the to you know to to how much of a difference the gospel can make in our lives, and 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 how seriously we take it, you know that that's a great testimony. Yeah. We're going to run with the gospel into these dark places where all kinds of horrible things are happening, and where we're you know we're even sometimes our our families we're not sure. How safe they are from a worldly perspective, right? So, and, and we, we send our kids, you know, hundreds of miles away to go to, you know, thousand miles away to go to school because you know it's just not safe here. You know, yeah. that that is a that's a powerful a powerful testimony to just the goodness of the gospel and and the and the kind of difference it can make. So, yeah. speaking of kids, I, I also wanted to ask you this, and Carol, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about it first at least, because um, you guys moved there. Your oldest was about to start high school if I'm doing my math right, right? Or right? eighth grade or ninth grade, right? He was
0: going into eighth grade. Eighth he grade? was
1: going into eighth grade. Okay. So he's headed into eighth grade. I was try- I was trying to do something about that. <laughs> so he's headed into the eighth grade when you guys moved there and you've been there for four years. So I kinda I'd like to hear you talk about what it's been like for your kids, you know, and for your family to be over there. Maybe what are some some of the some of the benefits, you know, some of the um, some of the good things uh, about this move and how it's affected them, and then, and maybe maybe some challenging things that they that they've kind of had to experience and deal with as a result of being like third culture kids, or, you know. So talk talk a little bit about that, if you could.
0: Yeah. So like I said. Going there that week in in January of 2018, it really was God's grace for me to see and feel this place. Right. Because it did feel very similar to the school that they were at. They were at a private Christian school where we were okay, cool. living. Yeah, in yeah. Texas. Um, and it really did feel normal. Right. And so I had it, that was just an easy transition um, yeah. for them. Uh, Granted, they're in a new culture in a new country, but it still had the same feel. Sure. Um, so they really, really transitioned well. Um, we talked to them, the older two, obviously. Magnolia yeah. was two, um, before we left, about, you know, this is all of us. This is... Right. You're also going to be ministering to the children of missionaries um, mm-hmm. in your own way, in your own right. grade level, or in your own sphere of influence, um, and... They just have really bought into that. Yeah. They're, they're on board. Granted, their whole life we have been in ministry. Yeah. And so they've just seen us live that out and, and be a part of it from mm-hmm. the beginning. So it wasn't too far of a stretch. We were just doing that same thing yeah. in a new place. Um, and so they've done really, really well. Dash is our middle he has picked up German the least of anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll say so. He'll say, you know, I do. It's just not easy for him. Languages are are just tricky for you. Yeah. Either some people catch have it or a natural yeah. like
1: inclination, yes. and some people struggle more. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but you don't. He, I mean, the school is in English, and sure. so it's really just interacting in our neighborhood and in our environment around us. Uh, and but Boston, he'll be the senior this next year. He just got the. German three award at the high school awards. All right, all right. So he's picking it up. Yeah. Magnolia has spent two years in German kindergarten. So, um, that's just how it works there. Three, yeah. four and five year olds go to kindergarten altogether. It's, it's mostly play. Right. Um, for her, it was a lot of language learning, but it, there's not structured learning times. Sure. They don't learn to read math. All of that starts at first grade. Right. Um, so she just spent two years in a German kindergarten. So where all they speak is German. So she, translates for all of us
1: (laughs) she she's going to be the one who knows like six languages Uh one day yeah Yeah. Yeah. so she
0: speaks she speaks it really well um as a six-year-old so next year she'll go to a bilingual school that is it's still in the german system but they have a partnership with bfa Oh, okay um so first through fourth grade is english and german together okay um that's where she'll go next year awesome so they've all just yeah their worldview is obviously way different than ours was at their age, and they're able to just interact with so many different cultures right and appreciate and see what god's doing um which is just super cool to me and i'm I'm beyond grateful that they have that ability and opportunity um, I'm sure they could speak to some challenges, challenges? but yeah. but genuinely it's been a very good experience for all of them,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different of a situation because, you know, you guys culturally, you know, um, they're still they're still what they're in is still yeah. pretty familiar. Yes, it's not exactly. you know, it's not like you know, it's not like you guys, you know, have moved to like, you know, a, a exactly. village in South America yes. or, you know, where I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, you still they're they're in a school where they, they speak, speak English, English yeah. you know, and and so it's not nearly as yeah. kind of crazy as some other we things. We talk could have been. to
0: them about the fact that, although that's true for them, yeah. a lot of the students coming to the school, even with an American passport, the American culture that our kids know, they don't know they it. They don't know it. And so to just be really sensitive and inviting and welcoming to kids that are coming to a brand new place again, right? For them. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you're. I like how you said that. Because this is not the first brand new place. I mean, you know, right. they've already uprooted their lives right. once before. Right. You know, at least. Yeah. And uh, and so now doing it again is mm-hmm. you know, it was crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, so it is it, what a what a wonderful opportunity, you know, to, that you guys have to 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 sow into these kids and and to um, and to really you know be a part of it. What what denominations like. Uh, are represented at the school. You you guys mentioned IMB, and, mm-hmm. and if I'm remembering correctly, most of the kids are IMB folks. Is that right? Is no. that not right?
0: No, there are several IMB students, um, but there are students from dozens of different mission, mission organizations. organizations. Uh huh. All, um, I don't know, how would you say it? Protestant?
2: Sure.
1: Um, Pro- Protestant evangelical?
2: Yeah, there's. Tons, it's a it's a really interesting uh, kind of melting pot, I think, (laughs) of denominations. So we attend a church uh, that actually meets on campus uh, at the school uh, that is made up of a ton of different denominations as well, Um, and it's really just a unique opportunity to see the big C church uh, functioning uh, in a real way. Across those lines, uh, making the main things the main thing. Yeah.
1: So, how does that, you know, for you as a chaplain, spiritual sure. director, kind of, how, yeah. how to, what does that look like? Because, you know, and I've experienced this too, like on mission trips that I've been, we just went to Belize, for example, we worked in the Valley of Peace, and, mm. um, which is a, a uh, a village that was founded by El Salvadoran refugees. And mm-hmm. um, and so this, the city council, the village council, is made up of the pastors of all the churches yeah. in the area. So there's all these, like... And, and the principals of the school. So there's these... Uh, you know, there's these you know Assembly of God. Yep. You know, uh, there's all these different denominations that are represented, and we, yeah. you know, as little Baptists, you know, we went <laughs> sure. to we went to an Assembly of God church with a, with a, a pastor, and we and, and we kind of you know mix with all these yep. other these other denominations. So when you're on the mission field, those denominational differences really yep. matter a whole lot less. It's yep. all it's sure. about the gospel. But but um, but how does that work for you? Like mm-hmm. in your planning, like what is it what does it look like to minister to kids who come from a variety Denominational background.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Growing up in West Texas in a Southern Baptist environment, mm-hmm. um, you you learn um, in a in a very what's the word? What's the safest word to you? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but your perspective, I guess, on. What the church's design and structure to look like is different than, for example, somebody who grew up in an Assemblies of God exactly, environment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even just what a worship service yeah. looks like. Yeah, exactly. And then when you go to a different country, then it, that
1: it's cha- it changes yeah. again. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so I, I think one of the things that we as a department, as a chaplain department, um, have to be mindful of is just being sensitive to that reality. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think being um maybe vocal and upfront about the reality as well that the main things are the things that bind us, yes, that tie us together, uh and the things that separate us and the things that have caused us to be different in right. some ways are not the main things, yeah. yeah, um, and so our goal is to point to Jesus right and to uh Explicitly proclaim the truth of the gospel. Yeah, um, and as long as we're doing that and are sensitive to the way that God is shaping and and drawing students um, to that truth, um, is all we can do. Yeah, um, and I think for us, one of the one of the really neat things that we get to do um, as a part of our department is at least once a year. We've tried to do it a couple times a year, and sometimes it's just harder to pull off more than once, but we do what we call an international chapel once mm. a year. Yeah.
1: It's and, super cool.
2: And during that chapel, basically our worship team sings songs in like 12 to 16 different languages. languages. Yeah, that's awesome. And, hey, awesome. and like students that are a part of our team are representing these nations where either their families are serving, um, but... There's this opportunity that they have to, to even just remember, kind of what it is that they're rooted in, you right, know, and where yeah. they where they come from, uh, in a lot of ways. And it's just one opportunity for them to to stay connected right. uh, in that way. And there are a lot of students who we hear afterwards say and kind of give testimony that that's one of their favorite times of the year mm-hmm. because they get to sing in a language that they don't ever get to sing in yeah. because right. they're you know thousands of miles away from home. And I know that's not necessarily denominationally driven, um, but I think that's an example of how those lines, like you mentioned, start to disappear right. when Jesus is at the forefront. yeah, And your desire is to corporately worship the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, then sometimes those little things that... That keep us from being on the same team. Yeah, remind us that we're really. Yeah, we we're we're good, we win the victory together.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, I, last thing, and then uh, then I want you guys to talk a little bit about how folks can get involved in what it is that you're doing. So, um, but you, all of these are third culture kids, and I've I've thrown that phrase around, but some of our listeners may not know what a third culture kid is, right? But uh, so it's a it's a it's a person who has been raised. In, you know uh, not the culture that they grew up in you know and so so you're neither you're you're not a uh, you're not you're not really American in right. the sense that you know that kids who have grown up in America their whole life are American you don't mm-hmm. you know you don't feel maybe as home culturally right uh, with Americans but but you're also not really a part of whatever the culture is that your family's living in right because because you're, you, you've come from outside of that, and so you're kind of an outsider there, so they call them third culture. They're kind of in between all these worlds. And then, and additionally, your kids are spending a significant chunk of time in a completely other <laughs> culture, yeah. right? Um, not just the little town in Germany where you guys are at, but also the school, which is a culture in and of itself. Yeah. So um, so what is ministry, like what are the challenges in ministry that you guys have ministering to the kids at the school. What are the needs? The biggest needs that you see, mm. you know, uh, that that you're dealing with when you're dealing with, you know, with, with, with kids at the school. Talk about, you know, talk about that. Talk about what ministry looks like to this unique set of of kids. This is a very unique ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so what does it look like, and what are the challenges and the, you know, the things that you see coming up the
0: most? What's crazy is, and I've heard Lance say this several times, but kids are kids, yeah, students that's right. are students, yeah. and so it's really just genuinely a lot of the same issues that any student their age faces, which are, who am I?
1: Identity. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who is this God that people keep telling me about, mm-hmm. and who or who is this God that I know I have a relationship with, but where do I fit into His plan? Right. You know yeah. what? What am I doing here? Um, I mean yes, we deal with some homesickness. Sure, obviously, and we deal with all of the different issues that um, any school or student ministry or church is going to see in their in their youth group or with their students. Right. Um, but the bulk of it is, yeah, showing them who Jesus is so that that can be the person that they run to mm-hmm. and the person that they depend on and rely on and and believe, what he says about who they are. Yes. Um, yeah. that that's really the, the biggest the biggest part. And and it's the same as any other student, honestly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the reality of the third culture mentality and um, kind of moniker is that identity is such a huge deal to us as humans. Like it's right. just built into us to have this question of who am I and what, you know, where do I fit and that kind of thing. And so for a, a child of a missionary um, who is now a teenager, right? Um, it, those things are just amped, amped up yeah. to the craziest degree. Um, and so our hope is that, and I think it's a challenge for sure, but our our goal would be, I think, in that environment to say, if you can find your identity in Jesus, yep. then this, this thing that you struggle with, this cultural identity, this where do, where do, where's home, right. these kind of questions, even though they don't go away and they're real, they're yep. real things that they struggle with and and become emotional and psychological, sure. um, but those things become secondary and or even start to fade into the background if... I am confident in who I am in Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that's what we want to impress upon the students that we get to interact with and, and pour into. Yeah.
0: What's so beautiful about BFA, though, is that these students that are there experiencing this identity, whatever we're going to call it, searching for who they are and, mm-hmm. and searching for Jesus, they're all in the same boat.
1: Right. You know, they're that's not true. having
0: to do that. In the culture where their parents are, where there's no, uh, no other believers their age. Right. Or there's nobody struggling with the same things they are. They're all kind of in it together. Yeah. Which it's pretty awesome to witness and to watch and to be a part of that. That, yes, they're having this, you know, struggle as a teenager would, but they're able to do it with people who are like them. Right. Um, for the most part. You know, they're all different. They're all, there's so sure. many cultures. But they have a shared experience. yes. yes.
1: Uh, To me, you know, it sounds a lot like uh, college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, or at least what college was for me. Because, you know, I went to college, you know, I I went six hours away from home. I was living in the dorms, but everyone I was around was having that same experience. Mm -hmm. Like, none of us, there was nobody who, you know, grew up you know, there and was, you know what I'm yes, talking about? Yes, like if we were yeah. all, we had all moved there. Yep. We were all, this was all new for all of us yep. and we were all trying to navigate it together. Yeah. And, and that was a really freeing experience for exactly. me. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So, okay. So, uh, uh, team Dockery, uh, let's talk about uh, Let's talk about, cause you guys, you mentioned it already. You raise your support every mm-hmm. year. So, um, so how can our folks find out more about what you guys do and how can they get plugged in uh, what are some ways that they can plug into your ministry and how can they help?
0: Yeah, so I'm sure we'll link it here, but there's a Google. website that we have that's teamdockery.org that mm-hmm. just kind of tells more about our family. Um, there are some semi-regular blog posts on there. <laughs> I'm not super good about that. Um, and and then there's a link on there to our giving page. So yeah. we have mostly um, what looks like monthly committed supporters yes um so you sign up on that give link um to say i'm going to give this much a month or this much a year Uh to help support what you do there um for us it's looked like a lot of also just one-time gifts that people give um we're four years in now like i said we're about to start our fifth year Mm -hmm. and we've kind of never been at a point like we are right now where we need to say all right, it's time to raise some more support. You know, we we need some more people to join our team and to um, just buy into what God is doing. Right. And and like, I mean, he, like you said, I think on Sunday, God Mm -hmm. owns all the money. That's right. And so we don't want anybody to feel like we're twisting their arm or like, oh, you have to be involved in this. God's going to, call the people that he wants to join with what he's doing, but he does ask us to just share Mm -hmm. and to lay it out there and show people what, what he's up to around the world. We think it's a super powerful and cool place, and we think it's a cool way for people to be involved in so much ministry and mission that's, you know, going out around the world. So, yeah, we have... We have a link there to give to be a monthly committed giver or one-time one gifts, time gifts. Either way,
1: yep. So yeah, I would say I want to like kind of build on maybe what you were talking about because because you know you're obviously if someone commits to, to give monthly right. or give one time, there's a, that, that's a huge benefit to you guys because it does allow you to stay in work and it, it yep. does help you take care of your family, take yes. care of your kids. Right. So there's benefit there, right? Mm-hmm. No one's pretending like there's not. Yeah. But um, but uh, but what we the reason why. We uh, the reason why the Lord wants you guys going around and talking about what it is that you do uh, and inviting people to be a part of it. Right. The reason why it works this way is uh, is as much for people who would be contributing or who would be given. Like,
0: yeah, we
1: need that. Like right. there's a benefit that people who are on your team who are giving, there's a benefit that they get too, Right. Yeah. Because they get to see. They get to see these resources that God has given them being deployed for the sake of the kingdom, yeah. and we we need that because if we don't see that happening, then we start to think these resources that we've been given are for our own pleasure or for mm. it to yeah. you know uh, to to be used for for you know for our own stuff, and 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 without even really realizing it, we become really. Really egocentric, really self-centered. Mm. Uh, we start to we start to get materialistic. We start to without even understanding, without even knowing, right. you know what what's happening. That that our hearts get hard, mm-hmm. and, and that's why the Lord wants us to give. Right? <laughs> it's not so so uh, so. Really, what what Lance and Carol are doing is they're they're offering you an opportunity to uh, be engaged with the work uh, that of the kingdom, all literally all over the world. Yeah. Um, and, and, and th- th- obviously it's going to help them. It's going to help them do what they do. But, but guess what? It's also going to make a difference in your life too. Yeah. Like we need these opportunities uh, to do that. You know, we, uh, um, my family would do that a lot of ways. One, one way is we we, we through Compassion International, yeah. we have a yeah. uh, a child that we sponsored through Compassion International. What a blessing it has been for us to watch that little yeah. boy grow up. He's mm. the same age as our youngest daughter. Oh. What a blessing it's been for us to watch him grow up in Indonesia and uh, and just the the way that he's changed and how God's been working in his life and interact with him some and just like that's been a huge blessing and yeah. and uh, and so what it does is it reminds us all the time that what we have doesn't belong to us it yeah. belongs to the King of Kings yep. mm-hmm. he gave it to us because he wants to use it you know yeah. so uh, so anyway that's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up but teamdockery.org there'll be a link in the description of this episode you can go there you can click on the link uh, make sure you do that because uh, you're going to want to uh going to want to hear more about this story and you're also going to want to uh want to want to be involved in some way um lance is there any other way that folks can be engaged in the mission that you guys have apart from you know apart from the financial way how else can sure. people plug in as well
2: i think um one of the biggest things and in, in, you know all missionaries are going to say this on the support raising trail is we covet your prayers. Right. Um, But the reality is there are families that we get to serve by being at BFA um, who are very much in need of your prayers. Um, And and students, I mean, I'd love to just give you a list of students' names (laughs) uh, that you could be praying for. But, man, for for you to take a second when you think about it um, to just lift up the teenagers who are are doing this life apart from their parents yeah. uh, in this little town in Germany at this boarding school um, who are trying to figure out who Jesus is, who they are in light of the gospel, um, to just take a second and lift them up and say, God, I just want to ask that you would, Begin moving in the power of your spirit right. in their hearts and minds. Yeah, man, that's just so valuable. I can't even say. Yeah, there's nothing more valuable than that.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> we like. Well, they we'll say you know. We also want your prayers, and it feels to those of us who are hearing it like sometimes like that's a throwaway. Like, yeah, we, like, exactly. We, it feels like people are saying, "You know, what? we really need for you to." Commit financially, but if you can't commit financially, then you can pray. Like, the, right? Isn't that ridiculous? That's what we think about it. But it's not that at all, right? Like, no. like there, there is nothing more powerful that we could ever do than lift up somebody before the throne of grace. You know, and and uh, and commit to pray for somebody. And so, you know, so uh, so I, I I would encourage all of you guys uh, to 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 be praying for this family and to be praying for the families that they serve. Yeah. Um, and and who knows? Maybe you know. Uh, maybe 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 one day we'll be able to you know uh, get over there and, get, and and actually get a look at what you guys do sometime yeah. which would be which would be super Come super on. awesome so we'll try we'll try to figure that out uh, for a future day but um uh, cuz you know we 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 have friends we have friends in Germany you know too we we don't usually talk about them on the podcast cuz they it's <laughs> they gotta, we got we got to keep all that on a dl but we sure. we have friends there you know and so it would be good to maybe figure all of that stuff out together sometime mm-hmm. whenever we're whenever we're uh, serving so um gosh man thank you guys for coming and thanks yeah. for being a part thanks for sharing a little bit about what you're doing um once again please check the description of this episode there's going to be some important information there the link to the video that carol mentioned the the link to the website where you can find out more about what the dockeries are doing and where you can give um don't miss don't miss that uh, opportunity uh to do that and uh, and and uh, and and I, I know you guys will be back whenever you're in the states. We kind of, you know, you you kind of can't help it, right? Your mom, like, <laughs> lit, she could throw a rock. And hit your mom's <laughs> yes. house, Carol. Yes. Like it's says exactly. right down the street. So, so we'll see you guys again. But, uh, but until then, thank you guys out there in Podcast Land for joining us, uh, and thank you for uh, thank you for sticking with us through uh, our air conditioner issues, <laughs> and uh, and uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next week with, or, or may, maybe a few weeks because we're kind of in summer break right now. But, but we'll be back with more interesting stuff for you on the podcast in the near future. Until then, though, uh, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.